Today's episode is sponsored by the Broadway smash hit, Street Jazz, featuring the dance stylings of Turbo, Special K, and Ozone. Tickets now available at the box office. Use promo code POPLOCK for 20% off your purchase. We're also sponsored by Miracles, a recreation center that provides free classes to the community. Learn boxing from Old Man Byron. Dance classes taught by Ozone. Or learn to mime. No promo code required. Now let's fire up those time circuits. Set it to 1984. Because today, we're traveling back in time to revisit Breaking and Breaking 2 Electric Boogaloo. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Don't be scared. Go hey, put me in the spotlight, eh? <laughs> it's, a, it's a Freddy cat, eh? You're chicken. <laughs> you've never been. Come on, man. You go on stage and you're like, this hey, is, you know, this, ladies this and is, gentlemen. This is different. It's only me. Why are you afraid I, it's of still, me? It's still different. <laughs> you're so afraid, dude. You're so afraid the intro the show. It's that's, a big, that, that's a big intro. Yeah, <laughs> that's like that's like me going into the spotlight where you are, and you know what I'm saying? It's weird. Like, would it be different if you were on? Like, all right, say you had to go and introduce yourself as devotional, Dave, because I'm assuming somebody introduces you guys, right? No, nobody introduces us. We just go on stage. Mm, you do it like Depeche, where like the music starts, like yeah. start the type, <clears throat> and then. Exactly. You guys all walk out. All exactly. right, all right, so, all right. That's cool. But if you had no music and you had to walk out and be like, "Hi, everybody, we're devotional," and like that would be hard, right? Dude, I did that one time introducing bands. It was so hard because it's like it was I couldn't do it, dude. I sucked. <laughs> I, I I blew it, dude. I was like, man, there's certain there's some things like, I'm not get good off at. the stage. We don't want it's you. Like, hey, man, are you confused or something? Hey, what's going on, man? <laughs> Bring on the band. <laughs> I even had the I even had the director like like send me some emails and he was like, hey, are you okay, man? Because you know you didn't you didn't plug in the specials of our dinner tonight. And <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm oh like, dude, I just figured what... you out, man. Because when you have to be you, you get nervous. Like, all right, when you're devotional, that's why, like, I like right here, like honestly, we're we're we already started recording. So this is oh, really? oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we already started recording. But oh. here's the thing, like with you, like, like uh, it's just you, it's being you, you're you're, you're you know, it's Freddie. This is Freddie, you know. So when I'm asking you, like intro is in, you're all scared. But when you're Dave, <laughs> devotional Dave, you're in you're on stage in front of thousands of people. You're you're kind of you're playing a character, so you're hiding behind the character. So you're probably more free spirited, it, and that's why like you, you had to go by yourself to go introduce bands, and then afterwards like what'd you do? Like you didn't. Um, all right, hold on, my kid. This is good stuff.
that's the huge difference between recording back in 2014 to now. Actually, we'll get into that. But what I'm saying is that you, the guy's like, what'd you, what'd you do? You didn't, you didn't bring up any of the, whatever, the specials of the house or, or promote. And that's what, because you were yourself. And that's what happened when you were a guest on, what was it? Rock the Casbah podcast yes. or whatever it's called. And you were on there and you like, just completely just like, got all like scared because you're like you know like hey you didn't plug the show you're like i don't know i was nervous man i was scared but if you were devotional dave it, it would have been a different story it's weird i'm always the, i'm the one hiding the curtain you you figured me out man yeah it's weird <laughs> that's why i i couldn't do be uh i don't know i don't know it's just i have to like create some i don't know something in front of me so i can come out i don't know it's weird yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Well, hey, everybody, this is 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast. That's right. I am one of two hosts. My name is Santos Medrano, and I am always joined by Freddie Morales. Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year, everybody. And Merry, I guess, Merry Christmas, because like since the last time you guys heard from oh, us, it was right. right before Christmas and the yes. New Year. But it is officially 2021. And today, the day we are recording, it was the anniversary of this podcast, 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast, back on this day in 2014 is when we recorded the very first episode. And it was just episode one titled Hill Valley 1985. I used to title them based off of like the Back to the Future film. So it's like mm. episode one was Hill Valley 85. And then episode two was, you know, continue going from the next films and so on and so forth. And then I realized, no, we got to do movies. So I started titling movies. But yeah, man, it's been a long time coming. Like... You know, I started off with a different host, uh, and now we have a new host. I mean, for those of you who are new, it's like, it's a, it's a new year for us. We got Freddie Morales. That's right. Freddie Morales, as we mentioned earlier, he's uh, the lead singer of a, of a band called Devotional Dave, the Depeche Mode Experience. And this guy, uh, sadly, because of COVID, you know, he hasn't been able to perform, but he does put up stuff, photos. Uh, videos on his Instagram so you could check him out as doing all that stuff and yeah man he came on last year it's uh 2021 I mean 2020 was a crazy year we started off uh if you listen to the show in the very beginning we celebrated our original anniversary we had three different hosts and then things went down and then you know we got new hosts <laughs> and so if you, yeah, you end up you ended up with me yeah <laughs> it started off with me and then Freddie <laughs> well, we stayed strong. We had some pros, uh, podcast crossovers. We had a special guest. Uh, yeah, man, we and we did some great films. Uh, some of our favorite moments, I would have to say, is uh, for me as a Amer uh, no uh, a Cholo werewolf in London. <laughs> that was great. Oh, yeah, yeah that, that was, was one of my favorites. That was hilarious, Holmes. You know, I was a werewolf in London. I was yeah. I like it over here, Holmes. I like it. <laughs> I drive my lowrider in the left side of the road. Eh? <laughs> so yeah, man. So thank you guys. If you're if this is your first time listening, we we appreciate it. Well, with the new year, with the, did you happen to catch any any new uh movies, anything interesting? Yeah, I mean I I've been kind of just, you know, with the show, been seeing a lot of the old school movies from the 80s and 90s and kind of you know just and i actually got to see you know i'm a bond film uh fanatic so just re-watching all the bond films 
I'm not seeing anything new, watching anything new. I mean, I still haven't even watched The Mandalorian. My brother gets on my case about that. He's like, dude, I even send you the key, bro. You're not going to see Mandalorian? I'm like, I don't know, bro. I, I think because I'm an old school Star Wars dude that I haven't been able to jump on that horse on the new stuff because I'm just still like disappointed for one. But I know it's, it's now it's like, you know, I've heard it from, you know, the top Star Wars fans. Hey, it's good. You got to see it. it's quality. No, you seriously, you you have to see it because when it comes to freaking the Mandalorian, it feels very old school. It feels very Lucas. It, it just it, it honestly like this. I mean, excuse me. Technically, it does take place after the the third film, or I mean, the sixth film, whatever, um, of uh, Return of the Jedi, but it it does like just feel like it's it doesn't feel like any of the newer films you know okay, the, okay well. so you should check it out and it feels very old-fashioned bro like it, it's almost like um i mean it is a, it's supposed to be like a space western that feels that way but ah. it's just the way it's shot the way it's done the storyline like it's so good yeah know? my brother's been like you gotta you know we're fanatics about sound picture everything and he's, he's been giving me the thumbs up about it and as a matter of fact today reminded me because you still haven't watched the mandalorian i'm like dude i've been painting yeah yeah but you've seen cobra kai <laughs> hey i mean i've seen cobra i just finished it yesterday too <laughs> oh yeah yeah i saw yeah, I, yeah we just yes. we just finished it too or like I ah. see i love it because it's just dude after everything that's going on right now i'm just escaping to the 80s yeah i'm just going back and i love the fact that you know, the Cobra Kai just took me back to golf and stuff because that's the golf and stuff where I lived in Southgate off the uh, 605 freeway. I used to go there as a kid. Yeah. Now, all right. Hold on. Because we, we, need, a, we need to explain something <clears throat> about this. Okay. So golf and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's a legit place. For those of you who are fans of Cobra Kai and you watch the movie and then you also seen the original film. Uh, in Karate Kid, golf and stuff is is a real place. It, you see more of the actual place in the original film. This movie, I don't know where this was filmed because that is not golf and stuff. <laughs> no, you know it's funny because I still know how the arc arcade looks like, and when I see these scenes, I'm like, yeah, oh, it's kind of weird. No, and they're filming somewhere else. They're not even filming here. It's like a John's Incredible like Pizza or something. Like the inside, <laughs> that's not. It's not yeah. that big at all. No, it's a small. It's it's miniature golf, guys. And by the way, I I was the. I mean, I was in that generation where they had a water slide, bro. One big huge water <laughs> yeah. slide. And I think some, a few kids fell out of that. And <laughs> I don't know if they died, but they took that water slide down. But the yeah, place I mean, and you see it in part one. You see the water slide. It's the part after when uh, they get in a fight. Daniel and Ali get in a fight, and Ali's just standing there watching them. And he comes up <laughs> to her, and he's like, <coughs> "He's like, why are you mad or whatever? I don't know." Oh, damn, I just swallowed it. Uh, hey, drink some water. Drink some water. Hey, drink some water, Holmes. <laughs> I have a coke. <laughs> I got Dr. Pepper. <laughs> you got pepper. Pepper it down, man. Pepper it All down. Right, hey. Um. So yeah. So so that that's the thing. So when you watch it, it's like it sucks because I mean they do that in movies all the time. You know, like when it comes to movies, freaking they they always uh um change things up or they say this is it, but it doesn't look that way. Like Honey, I blew up the kid. If you've ever seen that, the, the second film from The Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, they're in Vegas. There's a part where he puts the car on this big old, like, uh, cowboy's leg or whatever. Or No, not cowboy's leg, uh, lady's leg in, in the old town Vegas. And the car's there, and the thing breaks, and the car falls. 
Well, if you're actually there, you, you look up, it's not that high. Like they do stuff like that all the time. So, so no, yeah. No, so it's, it's, it's funny. It's, you have to like, but golf and stuff, man, it's nice. See, so I like watching that. It just took me there. It's a fun place though. If you've ever been like you, I mean, obviously it's good for, I, I used to go there. Well, I think uh, I, that was my day. I used to go there on dates, you know, as a teenager, <laughs> let's go, let's go to golf and stuff. Oh my God, Freddie, you're so cool. Let's go. <laughs> I can picture Freddie. He's all like right there with this girl. I'll play mini golf like clackay, and they're playing oh, yeah. the actual song from the Karate Kid. Exactly. <laughs> and my hair all my hair my my hair all Ralph Macchio looking. You know, like, Freddie, I thought we were gonna go to the movies. <laughs> uh, come on, baby, let's play some Pac-Man. Like Pac-Man, I want to see the new Karate Kid movie. <laughs> Wait, no, you would have been too young then, right? For '84. I was I was 14. Oh, okay. Oh, well, yeah, man. I guess yeah, you would have been yeah. the all right age, right? Yeah. yeah I was the right age. But... <laughs> Dude, brings back memories, bro. And by the way, the other day I was walking. I just needed to get the hell out of the house. There's, you know, I live on Melrose, and, and I just walking down the alleys, and I got to see some art. And there was one graffiti that said 1984. I'm pretty sure you see it on Instagram. And it just yes. took me just watching that. It was like, yes, what a great year, 1984. Yeah. And then what's, you know, what's crazy about that when it comes to 1984, that, that finding that graffiti worked out perfectly because today's film, even though we're doing films, we're going to do two. The first one that we're doing is breaking was released in 1984. I know, dude, isn't that so cool? I was just walking and I saw that and I was like, wow, isn't that because you and I talked about this and yeah. the reason why we're doing this because we're doing a tribute to Shabadu who passed away in December like, well, yeah, no, this is this year. Yeah, let I me mean, see. I, my head is so screwed you with all this going on in the world. Sorry, folks. No, it, it, it was it was at the end of the year, bro. So you're at, okay. So he died on the evening of Tuesdays, December 29th. Shabadoo uh, died peacefully in his sleep in, in Los Angeles home. See, the crazy thing about that is that the day his before. Name is, let me just get Aldolfo. Yes. Shabadoo Quiñones. Yes. So his, his name is Adolfo, but he's known as, you know, Shabadu. Um, and it was just, it was one of those shocking things in this world because when he, he posted the day before saying, and I found out that he passed away from you, Freddie, because you posted it. And I was just like, the hell? I literally, because I follow him on both Instagram yeah. and Facebook. And the day before he posted that, he was like, hey, I, you know, you know, I'm feeling a little sick, but don't worry. I taste, I tested negative on COVID and that was it. And then the next day, they announced that he passed away and you're like, the I, hell? So I know I'm still kind of shocked about that. Like, how did that happen? How, what happened in the 24 hours? Like, you know, I mean, it's, I mean, right now, guys, I know it's all over. We're trying to have a good time, but it's, it's the reality of what's happening. I lost uh, a friend of mine, lost his mom and dad 10 days apart from COVID just yeah. a few weeks ago. Another friend of mine lost his father. He was older too, but it's like, oof. So, yeah, I mean, uh, he was 65, uh, huge. I mean, I grew up watching this too, you know, and, and being a kid, 14, watching these movies and, and trying to be like him, his style, his break style. And not only that, bro, I'm so proud of this movie that he was in it, plus Michael Chambers. Yeah. Uh, which I have a story about that too, which, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like I grew up in the, I grew up in the best era, 84, because I have these stories that I've never shared. With, yeah. with anyone and now that we're doing this movie you know uh it's a big yeah. tribute 
well for yeah that's why it's like is one we're just it's because that's what the podcast is is us just going you know hopping into our delorean and traveling back in time to revisit you know the stuff that we we grew up with the stuff that we love and for us it, it you know it, it worked out like not worked out but what i'm saying it's like it's just an airy coincidence that you know we wanted to one choose choose this year okay hold on nope he doesn't want um sorry so yeah so what's cool is that for us with this podcast it's about you know where i say in the description that we you know travel we hop into our delorean and travel back in time but it's literally like it, it's a good way to describe it because you know, when we, when, you know, I started this show back when, you know, and me and my co-host, we, we went back to talk about the eighties, like, cause I love the eighties. That was my thing. I, I, I always loved it. Cause I grew up with a lot of aunts, um, that, you know, that were teenagers that your age at the time of, of this, this, you know, all these films and everything. So when they would babysit us, that's what they'd be watching. Like, you know, I, I, you know, we had these movies on Betamax, like anything, you know, we talked about Scarface. I watched it when I was four years old. And like, you know, so all these films I grew up, Prince, like Purple Rain, I don't know how many times I saw that movie, you know? So it's for us to go back and revisit the things. And it's cool that, you know, you came across that, that mural that said 1984, 84 being the year that this movie's released. And, you know, that's why for us, it's like, it's paying, you know, we're, we're going to be talking so many things, but it's really, truly, you know, just uh, a tribute to, you know, Adolfo uh, Shabaru Quinones. And like, that's, this is what this episode is going to be. This is from his personal page. I want to read this for you. So it says Shabaru's passion, dedication, and talent led him to dance on Soul Train, become an original member of the Lockers. He's performed on Broadway, a choreograph for Lionel Richie and Madonna has earned an MFA from AFI among countless other accolades and accomplishments. Um, however, he is widely known for his role as Ozone in the famed Breaking Movies, which continue to inspire generations of fans with their message of perseverance, the importance of honoring your authentic self, and the pursuit of joy, all things which Shabadu valued and embodied in himself. Um, and yeah, it's, it's so true. Like we posted a video of of you know of michael of turbo uh of him dancing and freaking like it just blew up like people and it was like a, especially the comments were just talking about how they were like oh man i love this movie i grew up with this movie i would i could see the people commenting <laughs> freddie's pop blocking um i could see the comments and a lot of the people are like look like an older audience you know like our age you know or older and because they all grew up with it like in and it's it's just like you know we wanted to pay tribute so the best way we thought we would do it would do we're talking about breaking it's a double feature man we're gonna do a double feature, dos so, por uno dos so, por uno so let's, you know what so let's get into it man dos por uno, orale. yeah so let's start off breaking one so that's the film i already mentioned it was it was uh <laughs> so breaking bro so breaking this movie was a massive hit. The budget was just a very small Mom, little but budget, but it freaking cha-ching. Yeah, it, it 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 made the bank. You know, it, we got uh, 
Lucinda uh, Dickey, she plays Callie slash Special K because they all have to have street names, right? That's right, you Special know? K. I'm the girl. I'm the rich girl. I'm the rich girl. We got Shabadoo playing Ozone. We got, you know, Boogaloo Shrimp playing Turbo, you know, and uh, there's a, uh, oh, and then you know, Ice-T makes an yeah, appearance in Ice this T, film. Bro. That's a guys, by the way, if you haven't watched this, check that out. That's his beginning. He was kicking ass too. Just like, yo, bit this S up. I do that back at Yeah. I mean, he's pretty badass in this film. We also got another role. This one is played by young Christopher McDonald. Most of you will know him as yeah. one of his most famous roles as Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore. That's he's right. in this, um, he's in this role. So yeah, so so uh let's let's get into it let's get into the plot man so this film right here uh honestly like the right when it starts it it, it just has like a cool little montage and they do the titles where like they the graffiti like you know going around it's uh it's pretty cool so the i mean it's it's a it's a simple basic plot all it is is really there's this girl who's like a dancer who's like about um traditional style dance ballet professional let's just think about a professional yeah. and street per that's it yeah professional and street so there's this girl who's learning the world of of the street dancing breakdown because they that's what they called it in this film actually i don't even think once i heard the term breakdancing at all it was never used it was yeah it was never used dancing. right it was like ooh, how dare you you street dancers yeah street see or, that's or, or, or they would say it was like oh i'm one of those guys that do this <laughs> and they with pop lockers <laughs> yeah they're like, uh, uh, they're like oh you're oh. one of those yeah we're one of those <laughs> you're for the street we're we're, we're better because they 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 do moments like that in this movie like it because it's like it starts off when with the film you know with her we're introduced she's the very first one that we're introduced to so she's there and the teacher is like keeping his attention on her and we find out that this teacher is very pervy because he's all like She's like, why don't you stay after class? I'll teach you an extra move or whatever. Like, exactly. She, huh? What a horn dog horneado. I know, cochino. dude. What like, a cochino. Like, yeah, I just no. watched it too. You know, I was like, man, he was a really yeah. horn dog. What a cochino, man. Though, if you've ever seen, if you know, do you know who Bob Fosse is? Bob Fosse. Mm. He's a famous choreographer. This he's a famous dancer. Uh, he honestly, dude, it, it, Bob Fosse. There, oh, I'll yeah, send yeah, you. Yeah. Sorry, I'll yeah, send yeah. you this video where. Bob Fosse did this dance. He was a character. It was called The Little Prince. It was like 74 or something like that, the movie. And he played, he's supposed to be a snake. So he does his style <laughs> of dance like a snake. Yeah. And he, he talks like that too. He's like, I'm slithering slight. Like he kind of, but when he dances and the way he dresses, I swear to God, it's like my, well, not like Michael Jackson. It's what Michael Jackson took because this guy, does all exactly the same moves as what Michael Jackson did in the 80s once he became by himself. Because by this point in the 70s, Michael was still with the Jacksons. Yeah, but you know, so, Michael Jackson was always looking to see what was taught and he got a lot of stuff. And that's why I'm glad we're talking about this because Michael Jackson didn't come up with also the, the moonwalk. Michael no. Chambers, that guy taught high taught him how to do the moonwalk too. They got together and, and there's film of Michael Chambers with Michael Jackson. So Michael Jackson was always, hey, what's the latest? Hey, hey, what's the latest? Hey, oh, Michael Chambers, go. Yeah. And he, I mean, if you watch it, there's a documentary. It's on Amazon Prime about Michael Chambers. He just finished it too, because I remember 
No, it's out. It's been out. It came out last year. Yeah, it's been out. Gee, it came out like a year. <laughs> oh yeah, I was touring two years a few years ago. I wasn't <laughs> sitting in my ass watching Netflix. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's and he he talks about that oh, yeah. he because there's this other guy who tries to take credit for showing the moonwalking, and he talks about that. That no, like he's the one that that taught Michael Jackson how to do the moonwalk. Um, and yeah, it's that's fascinating, bro. It's just fascinating that look, New York had their style. This yeah. movie showed LA. This was LA breakdancing, bro. Venice this Beach. Boyle, this is Lincoln Heights. This is Boyle Heights. This is San Diego. East LA. Yeah, dude. Venice, Venice, bro. When Venice is Venice looks like hell tonight. I mean, uh, I mean, Venice looks totally different today well, than it did in the '84. I mean, it was '84 in Venice, dude. You still had, you know, those guys working out. People dancing. Yeah. Muscle Beach, yeah. Muscle Beach, you know. Oh, I know Schwarzenegger, you know. And it, hell, you. I mean, speaking of like Arnold Schwarzenegger action stars, John Claude Van Damme is in that scene. <laughs> yes, he's in the background dancing, all he's like. Locking, dude. Yeah, like, dude. He's all like in a leotard. <laughs> like, right? Is that what it's called? Like the the tight clothing that the guys wear when they work out. He's like he's, wearing one of those. I don't know. I, I don't wear one. I don't know. I don't wear. No. Doesn't he know ballet? He knows ballet, right? He was a, probably a dancer too, right? Dude, of course, dude. That guy's so flexible, dude. That's why, right? Yeah, it's like, hey, I want to be really flexible. Ballet, okay, let's do it. Come on, let's do it. You exactly. Know? I mean, <laughs> how look the scene is on in the background. Yeah, dude. Look at that, oh, dude. I, you know, by the way, since I I was watching this movie, I was pop logging because I, I knew I I would do those moves. So <laughs> it came back to me. All these moves are coming back to me, dog. So, dude same here man like when i grew up like i mean come on like i was like i mean i was younger i was 10 years young, younger than you but at, when this movie came out dude like we were so fascinated with dancing like that's why like halloween halloween <laughs> hollywood does things like this all the time when something is is huge in um in the mainstream hollywood always tries to make a film to capitalize on that so like, always, always. like, like I know they say like, like one of the things that was inspired was the documentary breaking and entering where they had that. And then plus a lot of these guys were in it, including Ice-T. They were in this documentary, but they made this documentary because there was this thing that was like, what is this? Like, what's going on? It's like Fast and the Furious. The very first film was inspired by what was happening, especially around L.A., the street racing. Street racing was huge. <clears throat> so what do they do let's get this and incorporate it into a film during yeah. the 80s when skateboarding got huge what did they do they pulled um the, they made a movie called gleam in the cube you know and that's happened all throughout history like all movies like throughout the 90s 2000s something's huge it's, they make it's a movie history. Out of it, it. it's that's the way it's just the way the ball bounces in uh hollywood where the mega bucks you know but yeah. you know what i'm glad that you know they came out and they threw some money on this and look we can look back to it, and uh, I enjoyed watching and, and, and seeing Kelly. You know, this, this Kelly is is special case. She's the one who's like, you know, I'm I'm a dancer and professional, and that's what this movie's about about professionalism dancing versus street dancing. And street dancing was just not considered professional. It was like just tr you know trash dancing. You know, yeah. But dude, break it! It brought the world together, bro. I mean, the moment that movie starts. Like in six minutes, you're pop locking and dancing. You're like ordering a hot dog. You're like, can Seriously. I have a hot dog? Yeah. Hey, what's up, dude? What's up, man? How are you? 
<laughs> he started dancing, dude, and everybody. I wish people were. I would. I wish people were dancing right now because people are happy. You know? so, I mean, when it comes to like freaking like with this film, like it's funny because they. I, I mean, I I tried finding a clip because I would love to post it for people, but there's this clip from the original Kings of Comedy, and it's Cedric the Entertainer's uh, section of the film. And he starts talking about where, like, you would go to the club and you see these guys and you see this, you know, you're, you're stepping in and you notice this guy and, like, you're, you're they're already starting beef, but nobody's going to get hurt because they're break dancers exactly. and they're just battling. And it's so, like, they do this in the film. Like, there's no violence in this movie. They're no guns. You didn't see no guns. No, and it was, they're only fighting, but through dance. Like, and that's, you know, it's funny. Because, there was some 80s racism in there, dude. <laughs> yeah, there was. But what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that, like, it, that, that you might think, like, for those of you who probably, like, didn't grow up around, like, seeing, or, or you're, you're younger, that there was battling. There was dancing, dude. Like, in the early 90s. Um, dancing kicked in huge again because that's when I was all dancing with my friends and stuff like that. And Were one you of in my, a crew? Uh, I wasn't crew? in a crew, but my 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 friend's older brother was <laughs> a great dancer. And I remember once we all went to the park because he was gonna battle some guy, and oh, they, it, they, it was exactly oh, like true. it was gonna be a fight. And then exactly. he's like, he starts telling where like you know some of the older brothers and friends were there, and we're the little ones, and he's like. He's like, I'm going to do moves and you just throw out the names of all the moves so I could start doing them. So he's practicing getting ready to battle this guy who we're waiting to come from another school to come to the park. <laughs> like, it's seriously real, dude. Like, and like El Monte, man. El Monte against Southgate. <laughs> so, this weekend, come by. Um, it was Puente versus Bassett, bro. But, you know, freaking, it was just dancing. And there he is doing the house and all this <laughs> stuff. And, like, and then that's when the guy came and it was a huge crowd. It looked like it was going to be a fight. But they were just dancing. That's all they were doing. They just danced. And my buddy's uh, brother won the battle. Everybody thought he was better. Badass, and they didn't That's fight. And respect, no. dude. After that, you had respect. Exactly. Nobody, after, nobody brought a gun or a knife. You just get dirty. Looks like, yeah, man, I'll call it out, man. Hey, I'm perfecting my, uh, my robot <laughs> moves, dude. You're doing a good, man. And then we become friends. Like, hey, man, you got to sharpen your robot moves. How like that? You know, you got to do, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> there were no fights, dude. I, I was in those groups, too. I mean, I, I did bad some battles. But it was my other friends were a lot more just yeah answers in me and it was funny dude it was yeah <laughs> we would get in a circle we would be at the casa uh casa real down in downtown la and and uh i mean this i was like what 16 17 going to club nightclubs and pop locking <laughs> but there were disco dancers the the fast disco yeah it's like how fast 145 meters per minute Oh, dude. But it was funny because we would battle and this would break in. Yeah. was introduced as like, what are these kids doing? Are you guys, what are you guys like? My parents are like, what are you guys doing? Pop locking. That's the guy's fight. No, I got to do it. I got to do it again, Dad. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, it, and dude, it, and it brought everybody whites, blacks, Latinos, Asians, everybody. It, dude, it, it didn't like, hey, matter, bro. If you matter, knew bro. how to do it, yeah, you got you respect. Like, exactly. It didn't we matter. There was that was you know that was the cool thing about this because there was no discrimination. Nothing in the breaking, like at all, dude. If you Nothing. knew how, 
that was hey, it, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, okay. You got a few little assholes that would bring it, show a gun or a, a knife. Dude, back in the 80s, you didn't hear a lot of shootings. Of course, we didn't have social media. You would read yeah. it in the news or, you know, watch it on TV. But we're pop-locking all the time dancing, dude. <laughs> so we yeah, like a lot, a lot of the shit you heard when it came to gangs was a lot of it was starting, like, in the early 90s, you know, especially. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, and there, yeah, of course, there were cholos in the 80s and stuff like that, but breakdancing. They were pop locking like, too, dude. They were getting over the, hey, just, I can't pop lock. I got to do my oldies, man. You guys are too fast. <laughs> we got to go slow, dude. Where's our little boy? I'm 98. I'm, nine, I'm 77 beats per minute, dog. <laughs> you guys are like popping at 135. I can't do it. No, it's eh, slow down, dog. Slow down, is it? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so so this movie, you know, it's cool because like after after her class, she her buddy, he's like, oh, I'm gonna go meet my friends, and that's when we're introduced, you know, to to freaking Turbo and freaking Ozone. So that's their name. So Shabadoo's actually character name in this or street name, you know, is Ozone. You got Turbo. She She's introduced to them. She starts dancing and they're like, oh, who's this girl? Like, oh, I like her, you know? And then that's when they say you should come to like a club. We're going to go to a club. And that's where we, we, we see Ice-T on stage, you know, rapping. And we meet the other two guys, Popping Taco and Popping Pete. And so they're, they're, they're there. They're already, they're going to battle them. No, actually. Oh no, that's not what it is. One of the greatest scenes. Okay. After the park, we, we find out their jobs. They work at a super, no, not a supermarket. A yeah. Liquor. They work at a, a liquor store and uh, you get to see, that's what's cool. Cause you get to see Kelly's life. She's a rich one, you know, doing the professionalism, you know, but you don't get to see her parents. You know, it's just all about her. You know, you don't get to see her house. She's always like in a car driving, going somewhere meeting these professionals to, you know, be a professional. And then these guys, Shabadoo and Turbo, they're working at a liquor store, like a, you know, some mom and pop liquor store. So they're like, they're like, just, Hey, yeah. what's up, man? Hey man, you got to work on those moves, dude. I know, I know, man. <laughs> so goes, and then he tells Turbo, Hey man, are you going to go, you can go sweep outside. So Turbo takes, that's what I'm saying. The segment, I mean, this movie was a lot of, there wasn't a lot of dialogue, but it was, Honestly, like this movie, it's not heavy in plot. There's literally two main stories in this film. You got, uh, you know, Special K, Kelly. You got her storyline, and it's her about, you know, trying to be like a professional dancer. But then she, and, and she wants a career out of this. She wants to go and be on stage or whatever, you know. And, and that's her storyline about her, her family. And then you got the storyline words you know with she's the one of, it's funny it's funny she's she wasn't like a snotty rich bitch she was no no nice she bitch. wasn't I, and she was like you know there's nice girls like that she was a nice respected she like respected the hood too and respected these yeah guys we too. get we do get snotty uh rich people in this movie but with, oh, of here, course we, gotta... she's, she's not like that she's one that's very just chill and and that's when she meets you know tobo Turbo and Ozone. Ozone's storyline is basically they just want to be um what, what what were they called the freaking the damn it I forget Rocking Taco or what was what was those guys? No, they were calling the Rockin' Oh, the guys that they wanted to go beat. Yeah, 
Uh, God damn it! Well, they had it on their back of their jackets. I know, dude. Oh, I, I had to tip my tongue right there. I've been Here, doing maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe on the. <laughs> Let's see. Rockin'. Oh, electro rock! There you there go. There you go, dude. Yeah, you gotta say that rock. name, dude. Okay, so electro the, yeah. rock. So, so that that that's there. it. That's literally two stories in this film. Is Kelly's thing about trying to make a career in dance, and then you got you know Turbo and Ozone. They just want to be electro rock in the eighties, and want to no, be. The, well, they wanted their that their storyline is beating electro rock. Exactly. That's it. That's literally what the story. It's not. It's not <laughs> hard to follow. You know, and and that's all it is. So when we're introduced to the villains. It's these guys. They're like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna challenge you guys. You know, we wanna and it, and I love it because like the villains are there at the beach and they're just like standing their arms off, like I don't like these guys. Like you already know they're the villains because they're the only two people in the crowd not having a good time. <laughs> exactly, giving them that that hey, man, I'm gonna call you out, dog. Prepare yourself. Oh shoot. That and I, I and I love one of them. But one of the guys has a Pink Floyd hat. That's badass, dude. I've never. Yeah, dude. I was like, I want that hat. Like that. Dude, that's one thing, bro, about this movie. Great fashion, bro. The best '80s fashion this film had, even for Seriously. the breakers. You know, yeah. There was like the clothes that was being sold. Well, they were called breakers. Hey, man, I want some breaker pants. There you go, dog. You know, I yeah. I, I would go to the swap meet and buy them. Hey, tienes el otro breakers. No, it's I don't have, you, have you it. Had, you had to have loose clothes in order to move. Yeah. And no. your legs. There's no way right now with the slim jean, <laughs> tight pants that men are wearing right now, dude, we couldn't pop. No, nah, you you break your. You're oh, trying to do the windmill. Something. Doing the windmill, you break your you rip your <laughs> pants or something. Parte los huevos, way. Like, dude, I'm gonna pop you. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? My tights. My pants are too tight. My nalgas <laughs> fell out. What nalgas, way? You don't have nothing. <laughs> no refund we don't want your dude, pen. no receipt no refund dude and some of that stuff i i would buy the bracelets the belts yeah you know the, the i the... i wish you had photos of this bro you, i do you, you come on I man oh, scan them send i gotta them break to it me. out homes. break it you, out you have to you gotta send them to me so i could post it this no week i will because I people will. would love to see Freddie breaking, you know, what, what would have been your street name? What would it, because, all right, they mentioned this in the movie that the, they, you know, Ozone gives her, you know, we're going to call you Special K. That's the name, you know, so what would be, what, did you have a street name? What would it be? Dude, I don't know what it would be. God, let's see. No saying, no, I don't know. Ah. Oh. They would have probably just called you devotional. I don't know. No, not, not <laughs> nothing devotional related. Nothing. No, no, no. Even be before, yeah, before that. It was way because, you know, it was like Black Celebration that time for De Depeche Mode. I mean, no, but also, I mean, I, dude, LA was hot on this. So I was in two groups. One was called Le, The Gents of Les Style. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one was The Gents of Tantra. What the hell? <laughs> and you would have these flyers, dude. This weekend battle between the Tantra dancers and Lee Style. <laughs> that would be like 25 dudes. So I can say I was in gang, bro, but I was like, dude, I'm gonna call you out and just dance all over you. That's yeah, it. you're gonna no violence. <laughs> that's because that's what happens. Cause like um after like, you know, because the you find out with her, we have we have an issue with special K because her teacher like gets all fresh on her like tries to make out with her and he, it's always that dude man always trying to ruin it right he's yeah 
they're like dancing and she's like what are you doing get off me which i'm shocked no cops were called you know it'd be if this was done today that's it that oh, guy would be arrested in the 80s forget it you I mean the stories you hear back in the day yeah that's nothing nothing so i mean that, that's what was going on so yeah these horn dogs yeah because that's literally the scene that just happened behind <laughs> you right now where she runs off and he's like you're never working in this town again like exactly you know, if you didn't give me your nalgas that's it oh you bastard that's it and then she goes to ozone and turbo and she was like you know forget yeah. these guys i'm gonna go pop lock <laughs> well yeah and then that that's after that scene is when we get one of the most famous scenes yes bro and where you know you got you got freaking turbo he's like just talking to himself with the broom and 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 ozone's like dude get out of here like he makes a reference to fred astaire because you know yeah. he's cool with the dancing and he tells him to go outside and that's when we get one of the best scenes uh about in general just of dance like if you think of like film scenes and with dancing this is up there in the top man and, and no, no no just camera angles no effects like crazy effects i mean i'm sure well they was... did have one effect but it was yeah, practical with the broom <laughs> Yeah, but compared to what we see now, I mean, back then, I mean, it just very well filmed. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't anything, honestly. They just had it. Dude, the tracks, bro. The the music was badass. It was craft craft work. Yes. That's the thing. Like ding 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 ding. Yep. <laughs> Tour de France, dude. To the in which yeah. it, it it's hard to get the goddamn original version, especially if you have iTunes. Uh, like the because I I had I had the original it's on an iPod but when I wanted to listen to it earlier because I, I I subscribe to the Apple Tunes or whatever the hell it is they don't have the original version and it drives me crazy and dude I got the vinyl dog under the vinyl? white label from 1984 oh, still shit. I have a oh I have a whole vinyl collection of just gems of stuff yeah. like that my brother and I collected the stuff so he took some I am the majority. Yeah, but it was and that a, see that's what's cool. Electronic music right there, dude. Like the, these guys, and the like, big screen, craft work to be like, in, yeah, on the big screen, like you know. And craft work was like they they. Did I say in, sorry, on the big screen. Not in yeah, the on big the big screen. screen. You know, these guys. <laughs> they, they a lot of people say these guys were the like Godfathers, or they're like of a lot of the music industrial electronic, uh, you know. And then you got Gary Newman after that. And but these guys like just to hear craft work in a motion picture was amazing. And yeah, yeah. So I'm just, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I was blown away from just because I haven't watched it. I haven't seen this movie. When was the last time? A long time, bro. Yeah, same and here. Not, and now this weekend after everything that happened, I sat down. It really put a big smile on my face. And I was already pop locking. My girlfriend was like, what are you doing? You're making a lot of noise. We live in the second floor. It's like, I don't care, man. I'm pop locking. <laughs> <laughs> See, because there's certain films. <laughs> I was inspired, dog. This film inspired me to get happy because I was pretty low, man. That's the thing, dude. This the, the, this movie, these movies, they make you happy. Like, because that's why, like, even the storyline, like, we'll get into the second film. But with this yeah. storyline, like, even even the scenes that, that they try to get, like, a little serious, it's never too serious. Like they saw that this film was labeled. What did they label it as? It says right here, it's a comedy drama yeah. film. But yeah. I mean, yeah. there's there not is... much drama. I, I know we get serious with the scene where the, the guy gets all fresh with her. But what, even when they're arguing, like with the other two guys, like the freaking electro rock, like it's all, all it is is just about dancing. But what it's sucks like, for I'm going to dance all over your face. All right. <laughs> no, but what sucks with Kelly is like all guys, they all wanted to be with her. Ozone yeah. saw her and he wanted to be with her too. And, you know, and she, she was a hot, she was a hot, rich girl, you know? 
See, and but, that's who that's why I thought the agent, Shooter McGavin, I thought he was gonna try to get all fresh on her too. Because yeah. they play it off that way. Right. You know, he gives her the gifts and he's like, Poor oh, Ozone, you know? man. He was like, Man, another one cock blocking me. God dang. Yeah, because the first time they meet him, because they show up, she's like, she's like, Oh, bring me, bring uh come with me to the club. I'll show you yeah. these guys. You know, you just gotta Wait, see them for yourself. We didn't finish the battle between those two oh yeah yeah yeah, so. yeah yeah okay that's that is important okay yeah so, so before we get thing. into the lawyer so thing. well okay so after this guy. broom dancing like it here's here's something that i wanted to bring up there we do see her that her day job she works at like this little restaurant like oh yeah she got a stand. shitty yeah and they it's weird. Own- wait a minute she's rich oh but we don't know that she's rich we know that she's rich. Yeah, we yeah. <laughs> but see, she's one of those like but, I don't I don't want to rely on my on mom my and dad. That's money. true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I true. I want to I want to make it myself. She's very determined to make it herself because she does. Yeah. Nothing's yeah, handed to like her. That. Like, something like that. <laughs> yeah, we we do get that in the second film, but in yeah. this film we don't. Like she she freaking she's working in some restaurant and the boss he's just like he's like what I pay you for to make a bird like that. That guy is hilarious, bro. Bro, they do that in movies all the time where the bosses are mean. They always do that. Like, this food's getting cold. I don't see you delivering it. Like, they do that all the time. You know, it sucks, bro. As a business owner, man, that sucks. Hey, man, you're putting us down. I'm not like that. Right? You know, they come Why do they always do smile. that? Why do they make the bosses hey, always like that? Like, that? with a smile, a smile. Come on, <laughs> sell chicken. Here you go with a big smile. Like, like I understand some bosses could be dicks, but like right here I'm, in this restaurant, they do that all the time. They always want to make restaurant yeah, managers. Like, he's like, "Is the food getting you know going to serve itself? Get to work, lady." Like they, you know. So we find out she's just like a typical like she's just trying to you know work hard to push herself. Also, and then she gets that's how she gets the agent on her own. Right, but Kelly also has a friend, a dan- dancer too. That they're, yeah, they're, they're good. They're like best friends. Not I don't. Best friends. They're like yeah. His name's Adam. Adam, yeah. So, but yeah, he's, Adam. Because but he's referred, that's how to, she... he's referred to as Cookie. <laughs> yeah, because they make fun of him, and that's how she they meet o- Ozone and Turbo because exactly. of, of the friend Adam. He's like, oh, you know, because he's trying to. Hey, I need a ride to the beach or whatever, you know. So she gives him a ride. So then that's when you know. When we meet these guys, the electro rock outside of the restaurant, I mean, outside of the restaurant uh, where they work, they they tell them, you better meet us here Friday night. We're going to dance off your shoes or whatever the hell they say. I don't know. <laughs> we're going to dance off your balls, dog. <laughs> yeah, we're going to kick you. And then we're going to do some uh, uh, moonwalk. I don't know. I'm going to fly over <laughs> you like a, like a hawk and then I'm going to do the moonwalk. No, He's ahead. like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my arm in your face, but I'm not gonna hit you. I'm just gonna <laughs> lock it like this. <laughs> I'm gonna pop lock it, and then I'm gonna, you know, you know, whatever. Sorry to take this little break from you guys, but we gotta thank our sponsors. This week's sponsor is this core. That's right, it's this core. It is www.com. Diz core. So it's d i z c o r e dot com. A company that mashes up some of your favorite rock slash hip hop albums with some of your favorite Disney characters. Oh, yeah. They sell limited runs on all T-shirts because when they're gone, they're gone. And you know what? They're printed on comfortable, soft shirts. Yeah. And then the first shirts that they have available are Winnie the Pooh slash Notorious B.I.G. matchup. And they also have a Mickey Mouse Gorilla Biscuits mashup. Hey, did you know what's coming up at the end of the month? And what's I- that? 
an Iron Maiden Donald Duck t-shirt. They're also in the middle of making a mashup of NWA and Mickey Mouse. So visit www.discord.com. That's D-I-Z-C-O-R-E.com. And please make sure you use the www at the beginning. All right, guys, because for some reason, if you just write discord.com, it won't take you to the site. So make sure you write out the whole thing. www.dizcore.com. That's right. Oh, and also you'll get 20% off your order if you use the code 88MPH at checkout. So, yeah, so you'll get 20% off. So make sure you use the code 88MPH. Do it, eh? Do it. So then they're there and you're like, oh, these guys, because they're the they're the heroes of the movie, right? Electro Rock, they're dancing. They're like, ah, there's no way these guys are going to lose. But what do they do? They pull a trick out of their sleeve and then boom, the, the girl that looks like Jane Whalen from the Go-Go's comes out and starts dancing. Yes, and it like, is. <laughs> hey, by the way, those guys are badass, dude. That pop lock, dude, I'm serious. That pop locking from those dudes were bad. It's pretty tight, man. That was pretty. <laughs> I was like, Damn. and they look like they're gonna fight, but exactly, they don't. Exactly, dude. They're I, mad. They're mad, they're mad, but they're yeah. they're just dancing. And, and then that comes out, dude. That was the their weapon. That's it. That was like the oh, they're dead, dude. And they they even that's when the girl special case she goes, you guys didn't lose to them. They cheat. They basically cheated. They had eye candy. Like that's what you need. He's like, well, that's what he's like. Don't worry, I, I'm better. Like she says that. She's like. Like that, she's good, but I'm better because she's like saying, Let me join your troop, but yeah. she doesn't know how to dance it. So yeah. we get this cool little dance montage where they're all teaching her how to dance. Like she's all dancing and they're all doing everything. And it's 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 a cool little montage, you know, they're having fun. So again, and it's just some music and, and it's a fun scene. And then that's when, you know, they go and they, they're like, let's go get some food. And I don't know why. Oh, I love that scene, dude. Yeah. They're, they're I like, know what scene. They go to a chicken barbecue place somewhere. Yeah, what? somewhere. Right? Because there's all these, like, you could say, like, <laughs> like, like, all these, like, rednecks, basically. Because they're like, hey, you like to dance, boy? Yeah, they're like. <laughs> oh, dude. It's like, dude, seriously. And everybody, they want to start to hear, it's like, hey, man. You got it kind of funny, dude. What are you going to do? Yeah. Dance on top of us? So you got them uh, Halloween clothes. Like, they're just <laughs> making fun of them. And then it's like, you know, there they are with their half-filled cups of soda in which, why did the server fill their string? I've been pissed. I'm like, hey, I paid full price. Where's my full soda? But he gets his little cup and he throws it on one of the guys. And for some reason, causes a fight with everybody else but them and they they escape like doo -doo 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 -doo. like it, it, i don't know it's a funny weird scene but it there's, it, a, it, there's a lot of little funny scenes like that in the movie and that's what i'm saying that it's a good <laughs> i didn't realize how funny it was until i watched it again and, and just those points were like god that was funny and then they go into because and then because it's a dance movie there's got to be stuff in between and then they start you know and it's still you know she's yeah. totally now in she, now she's getting into the groove or oh, what's up in street dancing you know she's like oh shit i gotta loosen up man i can't do all this ballet shit but she yeah. we got you got both worlds you got like ballet dancing like her and then you got these guys who are doing street you know, pop locking and doing all this crazy stuff and then you see both art the, the beauty about this because i I love music and, and I I get it is the blending of both of them is both together. Just having a good time, man. 
but then you have other people who are trying to shit on, you know, <laughs> like these professional guys. Like even those, even those rich guys were having problems in battling. Everybody was in the battle, guys. Seriously, in the eighties, hey, I'm gonna battle. No one took out guns. We just battled. You went dancing. It's like, there was the street dancing, and then there was these rich guys, you know, putting clubs together and you know, battling, battling in the uh, I don't know Beverly Hills halls, you know. Well, with the battling, like when it comes, like in this film when special k when she has her agent like during that montage he's making all these phone calls but every single call he makes fails because no one wants to take street dancing seriously exactly. oh, oh my know? god that's not even oh and then that's that's when that's how she gets the agent to come to the club to be like like no one's gonna take it serious well why don't you see it for yourself and that will inspire him and and that's at that club they win with having her there they battle and they actually win so they end up winning the fight i guess i don't know what they they would call it i mean when you win the no, battle no, but you know, the respect bro because you, nobody bought, nobody was giving out money there was no there was no free t-shirts at the end whoever got you know everybody just walked away as all right man, later you want a coke okay and that's yeah. it you continue yeah. dancing. Well, Electro Rock loses him, them, them two and the girl. They get all sad and walk away, and boom, they win. And and yeah. the agent is yeah. like excited because when great. the agent first shows up, Ozone's like, "I'm not gonna shake this guy's hand." He's like, "I don't dance for nobody." And then at the end, they're shaking hands and happy. And then that's when the agent has faith in them, and they start, you know, doing all these cool like dancing in the street. But at the end of it, the agent and Kelly leave together, and it makes Ozone all sad. Cause he's like, man, oh my, what the hell? Like that was my girl. Hey, you know, because there's that other, like I guess, little side story. Are they gonna get together or not? But like the agent, everyone wanted to get with Kelly, man. Poor yeah. Kelly. But, like, but come man, I just want to dance. Can you guys just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> get your peckers away from me? <laughs> and that's why, like, the next day they're in the garage, and you know. She shows up. He's like, "What happened? Are you mad?" He was like, he, he, "He's all basically like saying, you know, there's oh, no man. life in street dancing, like, because I think that's what they, she's telling them, like, like she wants to move forward, like, it's like, look, you guys, we could take this somewhere, get a career out of this, make money." And he's like, "I'm happy with street dancing." But, but I, dude, that's what I'm saying. It's like, look, and not to cut you off, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's like, ah, oh, you know, ozone's about free art. I don't care, man. I don't need corporate. But sometimes, bro, you need that corporate money, man. Yeah, he's living in a <laughs> so garage. Like, dude, for me, I was like, almost <laughs> ozone. Just give, you know, you can take a little, dog. You know, just you got to help out the kids. See, how are you gonna do it, dog? You got this. Is, she's the one because Kelly. See, Kelly was like the superhero. Like, I'm gonna share my wealth. You know, it's like cool. What do you guys need? And then you know the pride. It's pride. It's pride, and that's what he fought. So no, my pride. No, I'm, uh, we're gonna do it ourselves. That's it. Yeah. Come on, let's go shrimp. He's like street dancing. He's like, my life is all about it. That will get you no, I don't know. It's just like, you know, he's, he's being stubborn, you know, and they end up inviting him to like some rich party where oh, all these funny. like important people are going to be. Exactly. It's funny. Every time they show a rich party, it's never DJs. It's always like. Uh-huh. always some like orchestra there with the violin. Oh God, the violins and all that. And everybody just dancing. Oh, hi, how are you? Oh my God, how are you? Do you like break poupon? Yeah. You know, and- See, that party ends bad because that stupid dance teacher is there. Yeah, the and he get, he, st- he starts crap. He's like, 
They're street dancing, get out of here. That's not professional. You guys are amateurs, blah, blah, blah. It ends bad. My main concern about that scene, I got two questions for you, bro. All right, all right, what's up? Technically, it's one question, but it's about two two separate scenes. Oh, okay. So Turbo is getting food, and these two old ladies come up to him. (laughs) And then there's another scene where Ozone is talking to some lady, and the lady basically says, I would like to see you dance professionally sometime. Are all these old ladies hitting on these guys? Like, are they like the cougars? Like, oh, look at this young guy right here. Dude, of course, man. You see these guys <laughs> with color, dude. They're like, oh, my God, these guys are amazing. I'm so sick of seeing pastel colors. I want to see some bright-ass <laughs> reds and yellows. And these guys, I want to get my coochie going. <laughs> I mean, they're young guys, you know? <laughs> they're saying, they can do it. They got Viagra for the women. I don't know. What, I mean, look, that was that generation. They can go on forever. <laughs> <Those women. laughs> It's like I got my, I can go on with these boys, but yeah, all dude. right. So yeah, because I was yeah, like, dude, and then and then Turbo was having fun are, with them. He's yeah, like, yeah. he's, he's like, girls. I almost got a big pic. He's like a five picture deal, and you know the lady said like, call us. Call I was like, damn, mama, these ladies are all yeah. into this young guy. Damn, Mrs. Robinson, what are you doing, man? It's clear. <laughs> damn, Horton, yeah, they're clear. Like, what are those boys? I wanted a pup lock with them. <laughs> I wanted a so, pup lock. My pup lock. <laughs> <laughs> so oh I, dude I, see that was funny bro that's a, yeah see, th- that was a funny scene there and so yeah they get they get to see the rich people and all snotty you know <laughs> the snotty ones yeah there. and turbo's like having fun with this so but ozone's the one that got like that yeah, he was so serious dude he needed to chill he needed a he needed a joint bro too bad he didn't yeah. smoke <laughs> dude, he did smoke him i was like dude you're smoking the wrong thing man you're smoking yeah. marbles smoke a joint dog that would chill you out because yeah he was tense up with this like what do you want man i want the best dancer how dare you it's like to chill out even the girl even even she, special kid was like oh my god ozone chill out dude do you need a drink yeah, see, there is a scene, like, because after this moment, Kelly tries to go visit him, and you, Turbo's, like, teaching these kids how to dance, even though, that was a, why, that was why, a, why, is, why is he teaching them to dance? They all clearly know how to dance. No, no, dude. No. You never, what do you mean, no? You're always little perfect. Kid. You're, dude, did you see a little kid? Do you see how how badass a little kid? You know exactly. T- t- what is he gonna kid? show them? They already know. <laughs> Jeez, it's like wow. You know, it's like. But see, I'm telling you, I've been pop locking, and I thought I thought I had arthritis because I couldn't sleep last night, dude. It's gone, bro. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm serious, dude. I've been like breaking just, makes my, you happy, and it and it heals your wounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and then yeah, so and then Kelly goes to see Turbo, and he's Turbo, and he's at the he, yeah, and they tell him like, oh, I don't know, he hasn't been here, and blah blah blah. And he's at the beach, and he's all sad. And and she was tries to sec- talk. Huh? Was that the second time? You, this is, is was that the first one or the second? The second that- one, because what happens is he tries to tell her like, you don't know dance. There's like, you know, you want to see dance? There, this is real dance. And then you see this guy who's like a quadriplegic, I think, or something like that, mm-hmm. who's break dancing with on crutches. But like. I don't know what that's supposed to prove. Like that's that's amazing that he could do all those moves, but what was he trying to teach her? I don't know. I didn't understand that moment. Like to be like, because she loves dance, so I don't get why she he had to show her dancing. Like what you know is not dancing. This is dancing. Like I don't know. Maybe I misread the scene. I don't know. I didn't. Oh, I didn't understand it. You didn't understand that. Uh, well, what is that supposed to sh- show her? Like she. That- un- to remind her, to remind her that 
this is street dancing. Like, go to Venice. You went to a different place. You went, oh, fuck, this is Venice. All right. And then everybody just all sort. You saw everyone, like I'm saying. Yeah, but she already knows what street dancing is. No, you forget, dude. You go to the rich and you fucking forget that shit. Dude, maybe she needed to fucking. (laughs) Did you forget? Yeah, fuck, I forgot. How do pop lock? Okay, I got to go back to Venice. Let's go. That shit. First, I need a. (laughs) You don't know dance. This is dance right here. I need an organic drink, please. Thank you. I'm special K. Thank you. Your rich friends know nothing. This is the real dancing. Look at that guy in the crutches. Oh, look at he's doing the windmill, the pop lock. Yeah, Yeah, you know what? That's what happened. All right, you're right. (laughs) Yeah, dude, you gotta look at it. That's what happened. She's like, fuck, I forgot. God, thank you. Thank you, Ozone. Fuck, thank you. (laughs) Well, by this point, the movie's already gonna end because, like, the guy gets him, like, oh, there's this audition. You know, I'm gonna take you guys. Yeah, so go go to, that's important. Yeah, no, it is. That's what I'm saying. They go, but he's like, this is where finally ozone like kind of like like oh you know what this is what they're trying to do and especially Funny opens he ozone awakens he was like okay i know my pride but damn i need some i need to do something here yeah so he gets them all to be in suit and tux and and, and they end up showing up but that stupid guy uh that dancer i can't remember his character name we'll just call him the the horrible teacher he's like oh the horny guys, they're, they're, they're street dancers don't let them dance for you you know and and that's when they're like, "Sorry, I don't think, I don't think he would. I don't think he would tie that accent. He would say, "Yeah, oh I don't God, know. How disgusting, yeah. please. Can you take those people off stage? How yeah, dare there you go. He's like disgusting dude. street dancers. Booey. Don't allow them to dance. That and then that no guy was like, "Oh my!" And he was like, "Wow, that was fast." Instead of giving, of course, like, "Okay." And that was, I think, it was a little like he just like convinced them. He's like, "Fine." He's like, "You are not allowed to dance." And here's the point, like, what, what, you know, freaking. Uh, Aldolfo said in his statement on his thing were the importance of honoring your authentic self and the pursuit of joy. And, you know, in, in his statement that, that they, that he believed in that they wrote on his website after his passing. And it's so true because see, they went, they showed up fake. They were in something that wasn't them. Exactly. And then what gets them to say yes is them ripping their crap to you know the the suit and to make it look their style and they showed them who they really were and they, these old people were like hell yeah dancing shaking it was in so the funny seats. dude yeah they're like you know the lady's like oh my god my arthritis this is working pretty good yeah and all dancing you know it's like oh my god it's a funny scene dude yeah and and then what happens and then yeah that's it like they they're like so happy like and they showed them the real selves and and they they get a show. They get like a Broadway show. The dancing. They brought everybody together, and boom! They, there they are doing the yeah. the street dance on Broadway or whatever it is. Exactly. And, no, as I say, let's just it's it's like they went to Vegas and now they're like an attraction. They go and they're dancing now, making money. Yeah. Like I not for free. I think I don't think so because that no, guy it, is it, like it, it's like a <laughs> big old production. It's a production yeah, yeah, yeah. show, and that, that's how yeah. the movie ends with with them. They got this show. And that's it. And that's basically breaking. Like, you know, the crazy thing is what's cool is they do like this little, you know, you could say like the, 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 the teaser, the, to the, to the next one. Yeah, literally right away, end, right away. It ends and you hear Ice-T, he's rapping, he's rapping. And then you hear the final line to his little rap. He goes, these stories are good, but wait for part two. And they tease the sequel. Yeah. And I was like, holy crap, I, I don't remember that ever. Like, I mean, it's been years since I seen this movie, but yeah. And then right away, boom, we get into Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo. 
you know and um with this film i mean there's i mean it's the same crew the same three you know um in the, the film. difference is the difference is like they've all kind of like done some things kelly is now you see now she's living you see the parents now you see that she visits her parents probably very wealthy and uh, she's got an agent or a lawyer a lawyer telling her yeah. that she needs to go and do these things in paris so she's like at the highest and then the boys are doing a community have a community center where yeah. everybody in the community goes there for dancing for you know you know weightlifting for aerobics you know the community center you know yeah the ymca of the of of, of, of the community and that's where this starts but what happens well with see what's crazy about when it comes to this movie <clears throat> is that um because I, I actually read an interview with the director the director who directed this um his name is san uh fistenberg I'm, I pronounce I'm bad at naming uh freaking last name. But they, they Fitzenberg. Yeah, they interviewed him uh on about this this movie. And what he talks about that this movie is not really uh a sequel to the to the first film. Like we we do get that the people um they come back, you know. We we obviously we get again Turbo, Ozone, and Kelly. She's not called Special K in this film. But she does come back. So it's like right here. This is from his interviews. Like the sequel is extremely different than the first breaking movie. Electric Boogaloo is almost like the sequel to a movie that never existed. How did it turn out this way? Oh, well, that um, that's actually uh, the question. I'm sorry. Here's here's uh, the, the answer. Approaching the script, it was decided that the outset... Uh, the outset that except the three characters that would continue, the movie would not be a continuation of the first. We were looking for a completely new theme to be bigger and viewers that did not see the first one would still be able to enjoy it. So with this film, yeah, so that's so if you're if this is the first time you're watching it, you're not going to be confused, you know. You know, it's so funny because I didn't for me watching it. Well, yeah, I mean, I know I looked at it like it was a continuation because to me, it's well, it's, most most of us do. I, 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 until I read this interview, and I don't, yeah, and I don't even know why you wouldn't. Well, I mean, it's just to me, that's how it looked. I mean, I'm be honest, it went like okay, because yeah, I don't, I watch it, I don't get too much, I just like, like enjoy it. I don't like to put too much, I just like my mind to kind of, especially all this time. And I did with this movie, I just flowed with it. And <laughs> And it felt that way, like, okay, everybody went their own way. And Kelly, she's not going to be special K on this one, but she's still doing, trying to do the same thing. She's trying to do her, you know, get to the highest. She's going to be in Paris. And, and then these guys are trying to still doing their street thing. And, you know. See, but it, as much as they <clears> want to <throat> say, like, because they still connect the, the the two movies. Like, I know this thing's here, This his answer to the interview or how they they want they were looking for a completely new theme to be bigger and viewers if they didn't see it they'll still enjoy it but they they still connect the two films and here's how at one point uh you you see uh i believe it's in kelly's room she has a poster on the wall that's the the stage show that they did that breaking stage yeah. show whatever it was called yeah. i forget what it yeah. was called their show 
my my ultimate question with that is was it a hit was it a huge hit like what happened with that did they make money like obviously like <laughs> it's just showbiz dude rise and really quick dude it just ended it was like all right that's enough what's up oh elvis an elvis show i'm gonna go and see that they, they make no mention of it like it's like yeah it's like here's here's some things like oh that's one, true they didn't bring it up like they didn't talk about it because we're we're introduced more to kelly's parents in right. this film yeah. Actually, I don't even think her parents existed in the first film. So we no, have Kelly. Yeah, we have Kelly's parents. We're also introduced to a fiance. Like at some point, she was she had a fiance, and Ozone had an ex girlfriend in, in in this movie. And that dude, that agent, wanted to be with her because his father mentioned. I think he said, "Hey, you should have married that lawyer dude." That, that's the, oh no, that's the fiance. The that's the fiance because he comes over for dinner that's the guy he's like ah, i didn't like him you know you should have married him that yeah. was that was the the that's why i'm saying so hey what are you smoking a- freddie you're forgetting <laughs> he's like you're losing it dog <laughs> you know so it's like that's why like right oh, in the beginning of the movie God, like so he, these two films are completely different from each other for some reason i know this movie gets a lot of hate whenever people make jokes about sequels they always add in the whole electric boogaloo everything but Reading this interview from the director, this movie was an actual massive hit. Like it was not a a, a terrible film. It didn't bomb or no, anything. It made money, dude. It made money. It still made money. You know, everybody. But see, the thing is, after that, well, we'll talk about it after. But we'll dig more in the movie. But yeah, I remember, dude, electric. Because everybody would rave about breaking, and then. Hey, dude, electric Google. No, don't watch it, dude. Forget it. See, here, and we didn't have look, guys. We didn't have Netflix or anything like that. We just didn't go to the movies and watch it. Yeah, like here, here's the question. Here's the question that the the interviewer asked. It's like I was only two years old when Breaking Two came out in theaters, so of course I don't remember this. Could you tell me what the reaction was when the film came out in the theaters? He's like. First, this is the answer from the director. First, I think the movie was at the highest of the breakdancing era. The oh, yeah. first movie came out was Breaking, and that, and then there was a movie called Beat Street. So that's the other Breaking movie. So you know Hollywood. Yeah, that one, and that one takes that one takes place in New York. So it's yes, like New York. it's like the battle, New York. So you get L.A. and New York. Yeah, you know, West Side, East Coast. Hey, but we got two. Um, we, we got two for L.A. to call for. So, so, he's so. like, but Breaking <laughs> Two, Electric Boogaloo topped them all and became a national and worldwide immediate hit with the young audience. It was 1985 and even today I still get fan mail from people who say this movie influenced them as teenagers. I have been told that on eBay original posters and laser discs go for about 200 to $300 a piece. It became an icon of the 80s. So people tend to trash this movie but it was a hit. It made money. It was it was same year eighty four. There was a lot of things going on. Reagan, there was a, a, you know, everybody was making money, cocaine, you know, every, dude, money. So and pop culture, art, street, this yeah. got. If it wasn't for the money, you wouldn't have seen this on the big screen. But the eighties was just booming. So these these, you know, it, it's like we were now getting the worldwide, you know, show for L.A. Because dude. Look at the, not only that the neighborhoods, bro. Boyle Heights. What's the other one? Um, where they filmed the well, the neighborhood. All right, so let, let's real quick because when you're talking about the locations, this movie is holds more near and dear to me than the first film, and here's the reason why with this film, this movie 
I, I lived um, in East LA. Like I lived in East LA and we lived in on the street. It was called, uh, was it Fourth Street? We, I, we lived r- literally right in the corner. It was in this, this apartment complex on Fourth Street. One of the scenes was filmed on, on the bridge because right where our, the light is in the corner, there's, there's a bridge. And, you, you know, when, when you're there, uh, down in the bottom, that's where, you know, the whole dance battle, there's like a big ass fight. And they're literally fighting, but dance fight, break dance fighting. They're, they're, they're not even hitting each other, but they're, that scene took place like the, right next door to where we lived. And wow. they, there was a lot more movies like that were filmed under that bridge and i remember that was always like oh that's so cool and in boyle heights the the miracles that place where they have uh miracles the it it was not far from from freaking where my grandma lived at the time so we would pass by all the time it's still there but we would pass by all the time and we would always be like ah look you know where that's where they made the movie because it was so cool to see that being like oh you know as a kid being like oh hollywood movie like wow they filmed it there there's also another park. There's a part where they're at a park for a little bit. It was Hollenbeck Park. I had family that lived right there. Like we would Dude, go. At- I what? got pictures of me performing on that stage. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. I was shown. I, I when I saw that on the, I was like, oh my god. And it was, yeah. I at the time, I don't know. I, I was involved in. Yeah, I was going to Catholic school, and the priest was doing a, uh, you know, live show like a, and I was part of it. And I was doing the lip sync to Duran Duran. Yeah. And I was, I played on, I actually played on that. So it was a famous stage for outdoor music. And Yeah. And, uh, Dude, that, that park is called the Quinceañera Park because everybody would go there with their quinceañeras throughout the years, oh, course, yeah, 90s yeah. and yeah, even early, like early, like Always. freaking go do their photo shoots, all their quinceañeras. Because, man, like I'm telling you, dude, anytime when we were throughout the years growing up, you know, late 80s and then. 90s like we had family i'm telling you that lived right there across the street for hollenbeck park and anytime we went to visit you always saw quinceanera there like groups of quinceanera the chamberlainess and the you know the the they're all just like posing doing their photos it's like they're, they're carne asada, oh man you're like damn man some making some making some good carne asada, and that's man. why like that this movie <laughs> is very much felt like a home movie for for me my family you know because it was like, oh, this was all filmed around us. So, you know, born in East LA, he drives by that that Hollenbeck Park, you know, when he's trying to get that lady's attention where he's like, hey, hey, you know, trying to get it. She's all walking like that. that it was just so cool. And that's why, like, this movie holds more near and dear to me because we had it on Betamax and we watched it all the time. And, it, it you know, so for me to I like, again, I haven't seen this in a long time. And again, this movie is is like there's so much dancing. There's not a lot of plot. But it's, I feel it's more fun than the first film. The first film had more seriousness to it, where with this movie was all just fun. Like it, it literally. Well, and yeah, it, it was, it was fun, but also, I mean, it was a guy, in, you know, the plot is about this rich guy who wants to take over the community and 
like you said, it was just you know those yeah. were the bad guys. Yeah, you know? that, that that that's literally yeah. There you go. That's and, the and plot. That's a, you know, and it's funny because it's like it was so easy. They would go into the uh, city hall, and you know, it's like, well, why do you guys want to you know put, put a shop here? Well, we want to put a shop there and get a, get rid of the community. Uh, but wait a minute, what about the kids? You know, the people who supposedly do care about the community. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, well, what about the kids? Well, they have a nightclub uh, two blocks away. Well, okay, yeah, that's it. Okay, fine. Approved. Bing. <laughs> like, you know what that building it's it needs to be condemned it's dangerous it's not good exactly it's, i was so, like that was fast so forget yeah. about the kids it's like let's make some, let's make a shopping center make some cash <laughs> Cha-ching. Yeah. no more and, <laughs> <laughs> nope that's it they're building a shopping mall that's all and that's is. it that's the bad guy you know and, and and then we have this community and you meet this one guy who takes care of the community his name is um what was his name bob what? no not bob um uh, Oh, I wrote it down, but I don't. Brian, is it Brian? Brian? Brian. Brian. It's it's spelled B Y R O N, but it's just Brian, right? Yeah, Brian. I I don't remember hearing his name. He's the the boxing coach. Yeah, yeah, he's the one that's he's the teacher. He teaches them how to box. Yeah, he had like a very deep, very very, like heavy smoker. (laughs) Because even even Ozo makes fun of him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> By the way, they're funny. I mean, the communication between uh, Quinones, Shabadoo, with uh, Michael Chambers, it's awesome to communicate because those guys made the movie, dude, like those two guys. And then, of course, Kelly came into the picture. But it was those two who kept that kind of uh, – it was just nice. And also, Turbo wanted to outdo what he did in the first movie. What did he do? Remember that dance? Oh, well, we'll I mean, we'll get oh, to yeah. that, you know, because okay. like okay. – like, here's exactly how you know these two movies are completely different. Is oh, that's right. the way they open this movie basically, like, you know, because it's not right at the beginning, but all it is is a big old, like, uh, what's that thing called when, like, everybody starts dancing, like, everyone stops and they, a flash mob, because they're all going down the street and everybody the the mailman the oh, neighbors dude, it's like, yeah it's like line they all start routine. dancing yeah. and my favorite part is that there's this cop giving a chick a ticket to a cholo and then she just starts dancing and the cholo like hey can i go or like what's gonna happen dog? <laughs> <laughs> then he starts pop locking the fucking i mean i gotta i'm just gonna pop like my way out of here <laughs> <laughs> You're like maybe she won't notice me yeah i'll, I'll leave <laughs> this hey, hey turn up turn on the fucking hydra i like you know? And the cop just leaves, and he's yeah, like, dude. "Okay, so what do I do?" Yeah, yeah. everybody like, was dancing, oh. grandmas, everybody, and everybody, dude. That Rasa came out dancing in the streets, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "What are they? Let me show you some stuff." Just dance, man. Oh my god, yeah, I'm putting gas. You gotta dance what? But I'm putting fuck it. Yeah, I'm gonna go dance, man. <laughs> the guy doing tacos. Hey, okay, dos por uno. Wait, fuck it. We all are Everybody was fucking dancing. Man, the, even dude, I the was, ice cream man, dude. When I watched that scene, I was dancing too. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna get up and dance." Yeah, everybody got involved in right there. That tells you the film. That's how, it, dude. How this is gonna be a fun movie, dude. That took. I, I I wanted to give you the time. Six minutes Are into the movie. Yes, yeah, six minutes, and you're fucking pop locking, dude, with your popcorn. <laughs> You're like, dude, dude. Yeah, the credits go and all that, and then you're, you know, the cat, and then you're fucking yeah. pop locking. And then this dude, because well, we didn't really minutes. get into the soundtrack much, minus we talked about crap work. But right away, dude, the, after this scene, we get uh one of the most famous songs that still people love to this day, and that's the one that goes. It's called 
Din Dara. And it goes, Din Dara. Din Dara. Din Dara. That They play it twice. That's how this, that's how you. And I remember that dude. I don't know, like, growing up in the, in, in the 80s, parties we went to, wherever, like, family. It was always parties we went to. They, that song always got played, bro. Always. That song was a massive hit. Dude, that song brought parties. That song brought tears and just joy when I heard it again. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. I was doing my breakfast this morning, dude, because I was watching it. Yeah. My girlfriend's like, what are you doing, Freddie? I'm pooping. He's like, oh, Freddie's pooping again. I'm revisiting. Freddie, you're so gross. Oh, my God. How can you say it on the podcast? You're so gross. But I'm pop-locking too. <laughs> you know and, and it, it's like i'm telling you like you mentioned earlier the what the plot was so because of that the the what happens with these the miracles and everybody is they need to make money they have to make what was it two hundred thousand dollars right they had, they had yeah, yeah two hundred thousand dollars to or else they, they get 30 That's days it. they give them 30 days to try to figure it out and so you get the montage of them making monies. You got the clown, you got the kids, you know, dance, or lemonade. The thing that bothered me is when you show up to Miracles, because Kelly shows up and they're like, oh, Kelly, check, look at this. This is Miracles. Let, let's show you all this and that. Yeah, yeah. You see a lot of like teenagers dancing, break dancing, yet not one of them is helping to raise money you got kids a line of freaking cars to wash and these little kids are like fuck like we're tired they're little kids and and there's a line of cars you tell me none of one of those teenagers cares about miracles like what that where's the help that was messed up dude, they, they were like just hey, i'm pop locking dude i can't do it right now <laughs> they're like i'm busy like hey can I'm you busy. help me I'm wash learning, this car no I, i'm dancing uh, i'm learning how to do hey i'm gonna get a contract later i'm doing my moonwalk <laughs> <laughs> it's like pinches dude my dad would get hey cabrones what are they i'm gonna pop lock your ass bang <laughs> That's what we did in the 80s, dude. We didn't put it in the fucking corner. Like, hey, you going to pop a lock or you can wash the car? I, I thought so. Look at it. It says Echo in Mexico. That's right. It's going to be in your ass. <laughs> and the big buckle right there. <laughs> <laughs> the big buckle looking pop locking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pop lock and clean my car. Come on, there's my life. It's breaking. Get out of here, now. That's what it was, dude. Yeah. And then the, <laughs> the only conflict aside from it being shut down is Electro Rock is back. They want to they wanna battle. It's different yeah, guys. Yeah. And they have a big group. And that's what I'm saying. When they chase them, because they, they spray paint as how much money they made. They spray paint over it. And they chase them down. And they don't fight them. They don't punch them. They literally dance. And then they say, Electro Rock forever. And they drive away. Like, I'm telling you, that fight scene is just them punching but not yeah, hitting like, but they're exactly. just exactly it it's air it's like oh man he gave me a lot of air did you get there him? are oh, they do throw one of them on a car like he knocks them down but it's like there no, to one, be some no one's getting there, hurt dude. no one's yeah, getting but, hurt but turbo does get hurt oh well okay so yeah so um you know because oh, oh all right so turbo does get hurt but before that we're introduced to now see in the first film ozone had a love interest all right it was yeah. special k he was interested in her and in this film uh 
Now Turbo has interest because there's this yes, girl who's on stage, the stage that you performed on, that she was there, Dan. He's like checking out this girl. So he's really interested, but he doesn't know how to talk. He's like, I've never had a girlfriend before. Fair to fair to. So like Ozone tries to show Turbo how to like some moves. some moves. And they have this doll. And I swear to God, dude, when I was a little kid, I thought this was amazing. Like the effects look wow like this is crazy because every time they're dancing the doll turns to one of the girls the human the girls so it's either kelly or i don't know what the the, the spanish girl because she's always speaking in spanish i don't I remember don't, by the way they horrible horrible the dub. dub dude that dub I was, like, was what the hell was that dude, i'm latino i'm like dude our homegirls don't sound like that what the hell's going on the audio mix for her, because that's not her, bro. That's the thing. I know for a fact, I, I have seen, read that, that there was something with the audio. So they dubbed her. They they did some AD work on her. Oh, my God. And it's just there. terrible. He was like, like watching the, the film. I was like, okay, let me just finish my sandwich. Okay, high pitch. Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. Oh, my God. I'm my burritos. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> and- <laughs> oh, dude, I was just like, oh, man, this is bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> see so that's why so they want to that that's the thing with this girl he wants to impress her and they're dancing with this doll and uh, so i'm telling you when i watch this as an adult i'm like okay it's just a basic uh transition where like it's literally one moment it's a doll the next is the girl but i don't know why as a kid it just looked amazing to me it yeah, always looked course. so real it was like it was, wow like she's a doll one minute and then she's a girl the next like what it's the editing. hell it's like editing. i don't know why i was so impressed by that wow. as a kid bro but right. that that's that's why so he's interested in this girl and then that's when afterwards um he's by himself turbo's by himself and it's one of the most famous you know scenes in the film where he starts to do the the ceiling the dancing the ceiling dance yeah and a tribute to uh fred astaire's routine in the 1951 film royal wedding so it's the same thing where like the room is tilting and i know most recent for the younger kids it was freaking what's her name billy eilish she did that on snl where she should perform their the song in that you know so a lot of people done done that already but it's, you know, hey, Lionel <laughs> Richie did it the following year in a music video, literally called Dancing on the Ceiling. Uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street, they use this, the same broom. Yeah, technique, yeah. Yeah, so when, when the first girl dies and they're like, she's up on the wall, it was the same thing, the, the, the room. So it, it's a pretty cool, like, it's just him dancing to uh, a great song. Um, the, actually, the soundtrack, let me see, uh, Breaking to Soundtrack. The soundtrack to that scene, right? you're talking about yeah because yeah of course yeah it was awesome yeah let's see. very important it's it's by uh mark scott it's called i don't want to come down that that's it's it's the such track. a great song like I, I mean i know like they have some really good music in it it's also done by ollie and jerry yeah uh in which I they co- it comes up because when um i know like what they're see they're after the dancing on the ceiling scene this girl comes and they, you know, they fall in love or whatever. They're like, all right, everything's working. Ozone's like, I need to make money. He goes to 
the freaking the villains in this film and he says we gotta band together i need your guys as help so all this fighting he's like you know what i'm willing to put it aside let's call a truce i need you guys you guys are good let's let's get the money we could do this and they're like get out of here whatever so it's like and it, and it fails after that that's when the whole scene where these guys they're like they keep showing up to take measurements and shit and whatnot and uh, Turbo steals the lunch money, I mean, the lunch, the lunch box, and falls down a set of stairs in which you could clearly tell. At it's not time, even him, it's someone else, dude. It's like this big it's buff so, dude, dude. It's like these two dudes, man. I was like, wait a minute, this, this face changed there, man. It's fast, man. It's like, use the I same guy, at least. Like, it's two different exactly. doubles. It was like, hey, man, you're going to do the other fall, and then you're going to do that. How about me, man? You hired me, too. All right, dude, you're going to be in, you're what? <laughs> <laughs> you're in union? All right. Uh, you do the other scene, all right? Yeah, we'll do it in fucking fix and post. <laughs> and yeah. And all right, dog. And then he falls down. <laughs> and he falls down, and then that's it. And, and a dramatic scene for us. A dramatic yeah. scene for Michael Chambers. Like, uh, I think he wanted. To, I think he wanted to do Michael Jackson because he did that. I was like, did he do that? But by the way, I'll tell you a funny. Oh yeah, we'll we'll get to that after this because we're. I mean, honestly, we're almost done with oh, this yeah. film because a, a, another <laughs> scene. This was one of my favorite scenes when I was a kid, and it's because of the song. The song. I, I love this song so much, dude. And it's so 80s, the music. And it's when he's in the hospital. They show up to the hospital to like, hey, are you okay? Like, and 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 uh, here's here's the second, hospital. here's the second storyline. Kelly is ready to go off to to basically be a dancer. Paris, yes, by like and she she's like finds out that he got hurt. So she bails on that. She bails on that opportunity and goes to the hospital. And then the cra the crazy girl, the one that just, you know, the Mexican girl comes out of the closet for some reason. In the interview, they asked about that. Like, why was she in the closet? I don't understand that. He said there was a deleted scene where she snuck into the hospital. She snuck in and hid in there so they wouldn't find her. So, because that one of the kids, like, maybe she lives there. Because, like, why is she in the in the closet? <laughs> and he's like, maybe she lives there. So, if for those of you wondering why the hell she was in the closet, that happened. At that point, the song by Ollie and Jerry, When I See You, kicks in. And that's such a great, that was another hit song. I oh, love totally. that song, yeah. dude. Back yeah, yeah. when and I was Dude, all, all, all everybody in the hospital starts, you know, well, Turbo starts, you know, doing his thing. And it just, and it, it just goes off. Yeah, and everybody, the doctors, the nurses, they... Hey, they, by the way, where do these hot, sexy hot nurses came out of <laughs> nowhere, dude? You see the other ones, like, you know, the ones that are just, you know... Then all of a sudden, these model ones come out, like, Las Vegas And then they, style, and then like, they just like, keep flashing their their underwear, dude. They just, I know, they're just like, showing their panties over and over again. Like, some legs, they look nice, you know. Was, and then and also the doctors are operating, the guy dies, flatline. Oh, yeah. And then they leave. And, <laughs> and then they're like... They're like do, 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 do. Yeah, I love they, that. That's one of my favorite things to see is when they do like the shaking and then they go yeah. like that thing. Yeah. I think that's amazing, dude. And yeah. he does that. He's like, dude, dude, dude. And he grabs the other guy with the, and they, they go like that. Like they're like, damn, doctors, you had a pop lock too. Shit. Everybody <laughs> knew, dude, everybody, all <laughs> trades and industry, dude. We, we, it's like, we all knew how to, hey, you know how to pop lock, dude, just in case. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Just what? Just in case they drop the needle, dude, you got a pop lock. Oh shit. All right. <laughs> you know, so everybody, even like everybody was pop locking, walking, you know, in the halls yeah everyone dancing and then turbo gets hurt because they push him down and he crashes like what's the matter like or something he says like all dumb and it's like at that point like turbo i mean ozone is hanging out with kelly and the father shows up he's like so what happened i thought you were well, you didn't go to paris better better they told me and then here's a moment 
where it's like, tell me what you would do, Freddie. So he's like, he hates that she's all the, the, the father that she's always with them, right? But yeah, the she wants, gang. yeah, she, she wants him, she wants her to go to, to Princeton, to the school, to, to, you know, make it in this dancing. Which is she's, cool. He's, you know, he's a cool father. He wants something good for her, you know? And he literally says, look, if you go, I want you to go do this. I don't want you to be over there anymore. Go do this and I'll, I'll pay what the money they need. I'll, I'll, I'll cover it, but I want you to go. You're leaving. You're not going to stay behind. And it's just like, if it were me, bro, like I would have been like, you know what? It's like, I, I have an opportunity here to save. We're trying to save this place. And I want, I, you know what? I'm going to take this opportunity. I'm going to go and I'm going to make this sacrifice for you guys. I'm going to go to the school. Once I'm done, I'll come back and I'll see you guys, but let me go to this and you guys will have the money. And she says, no, it's like, I get, I know they earn the money at the end of the film, but what would you have done it? Would you have said yes or no? <laughs> I'm thinking, I'll say, yeah, all right. Well, guys, you know, make sure that you guys get the money. I'm going to go and take, take yeah, you know, go to the school. Right? She yeah, had an opportunity. Fucking to Reagan's save it. A, I got to make my own shit. So I'll see you guys later. I'll pop <laughs> right? off. Dude, this wouldn't happen. My dad was like, dude, you better go. With the, I'm going to get a cinto. Okay, then. Right? Get, Same here. <laughs> pop off later, dude. There would have been no <laughs> offer. He would have said, you better go. <laughs> or te pego. <laughs> No, no, of course, dude. I would fucking just say sorry. Dude. Hey, Turbo, I, nice knowing you, dude. You know, I'll make sure that I, you know, I just make sure you should get. I, I gotta go, dude. Yeah, Here I come. But, I'll be back, dog. But she decides to stay. And what's crazy is that they have this little side story with uh, Ozone having an ex girlfriend, and she's stupid jealous of Kelly. Oh, like, totally. She's like the. Uh, she's like, oh my god, I dare you. It's like, why are you with her? You're that rich girl. Yeah, because we we do get a scene of them at the club. What is it called? Ra- Radiotron, I believe it's called. Yeah, they're they're at the club at one point, and that's when we see freaking Ice T all like in you know the leather with the spikes and all of that, and and this girl with her friends threatens her like leave him alone, like I don't want you here, blah blah blah, and then she shows up with all these pizzas. Uh, Kelly's like walking up and this girl's like I thought I told you like to get out of here don't I want you seeing and she freaking knocks over all the pizzas I'd be oh, pissed dude, I'd be pissed too I'd be like man you better get out of here you just dude you don't destroy pizza dog That's yeah a, seriously that was like 10 pizzas that just went in the trash lot. bro yeah. and then wh- right when they're gonna start throwing down the, the tractors show up they're about Shows to bring, up. Yes. they're about to destroy the, but luckily what saves them is the news media is there the news yeah. is there and because their 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 plan is to put on a big show, that's why Ozone has an issue because she's saying she has an opportunity to go to Paris. She's gonna get hired for like uh, a show or something. And he's like, so what are you gonna do? Are you gonna go? Or are you gonna help us? Like he keeps like Ozone it's, 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 chill, it's, dude. it's so, Ozone it's so <laughs> yeah, it's so selfish. Like uh, especially that seems like Ozone man, chill out, dog. Here, <laughs> smoke it out, dude. Chill like, out. That's always been her dream. Like you're gonna take that away from her. Like don't give her a guilt trip. You know, so yeah. it like that's that's what keeps happening. So they decide to do a show to raise this money while the news media is there and it makes the corporate guy look bad. So he's like, you know what? I'll donate 10,000. But he thinks they're not going to raise the rest. Well, they put on the show. The song plays again. And next thing you know, they're just raising money like crazy. Her parents are watching TV and they're like, Oh, look at this. Like, oh, look at the street dancing. And it, it finally, just, oh my God, we should go over there. Let's go. Okay, I think we should. Let's go. 
And then what happens? We got we get those guys, the villains. They show up again, Electro Rock. But this yeah. time they're they're a part of them. They right. join them. They come together. They raise the money, and then that's it. Like, and the movie. That was the end of the movie, and then there was it was happy and yeah. Dude, you walk out of the movie theater, you're dancing, you're like, what's up, dude? I just saw a part two, man. It does it suck. I don't care, man. I'm dancing that song. Doo, doo. I'm telling you, it's a it's a fun movie. There's not <laughs> there's not much to it, like where it's like like heavy on plot. And it's no, dude. I, it's not it's not hey, bad the way it, people make it out to be. No, the, look, I saw I just recently, just a few hours, just watched it, you know. And everything that you know that we've gone through these few months and this whole year, just watching that was so simple. It was so good for my head and my yeah. mind. It was nice to just appreciate the dancing and the unity that we had in the eighties. And we did feel it. You grew up. I mean, I was there. That's the way it was. So for me watching, yeah, it's the most cheesiest film. You're like, dude, that's cheap, but it's good cheese. It's the cheesiest good film. Well put together, good actors, good dancers from the street, you know, people who, you know, like, you know, Shabadu, you had someone who, you know, brought this talent and with others, because he looked for the best. And to this, he was always, I have a friend who knew him personally. And she said he was always dancing and providing and I mean, providing, you know, something good like he was doing in the movies. And that's what it is, guys. Simple life. Good. You feel good, man. Seriously. I made me happier just watching it. Yeah. I mean, brought- again, it's like, see, for me, it brought back memories, dude, as a yeah. kid. That the, this These movies, they're not heavy. You're not going to go in and have to put a lot of thought, try to figure stuff out. Like, it, it's just, it's a, they're fun films. Like, and again, like, I would say, you know, for us to revisit these films, it was truly a time machine because it took me back to when I was a kid. And it, 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 I don't know. It's all in all, it's a, it, they're, they're fun movies. You check them out. They're, again, they're not heavy in plot. They're, they're, they're good movies. And it's, it's a good, you know, tribute to, you know, Adolfo. But I know you have a story, but it, it has to do with Michael. Yeah. So, you know, I've never told this story till now. And wow, I'm glad that, you know, just watching these movies and meeting him, this is how I met him. So, six years after, you know, these movies did their thing and the 90s were happening. I was in my 20s. I graduated and I got my first, I was in the band. And then my dad was like, well, I need, you know, I want you to do, you know, I want you to do good and I want you to, you can do music, but I need you to get something, you know, get a fucking job, <laughs> you know, and not be, you know, <laughs> yeah. and I wasn't, my dad, you know, it's just like, hey man, you know, the American dream and all that, I want you, but I want you to do something, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for your future. So, so I got uh, this job my first office job and I worked there for two years. And in the third year I was a runner. What I was is like, I was working for an import export company called James G Wiley company in LAX. Basically it was a company that took care of the imports and exports. So I would go around to the airport and pick up the documents from the airlines and cargo. So I, and then I got promoted inside of the office. I got a promotion. Hey, all right. Hey, <laughs> we're outside. You're going to go inside now. And I got, we got the first Macintosh. So I got, you know, I was, oh, wow. everybody, everybody there was like in their, well, now my, my fifties, but everybody there was like 50 and up. I was the youngest one. So one day I'm working in the office and then I see this guy come in and I'm like, wow, I got to look familiar. So then I asked my boss, oh yeah, so we got, we got someone, a cool, a cool guy. And, uh, his name is Michael and uh, he's going to be 
starting Monday. So then he comes in, Monday comes in, I go to my office and I go, <laughs> I look at him and then my, our boss, God, he was just the most like no energy, happy dude, soul dude. He was like, hi, this is our new, uh, you took Freddie's place. This is Michael Chambers. And um, he's our new guy. Welcome. <laughs> no, so it's like, all right. So I was like, dude, that's Michael Chambers. Like what the hell? So, so he was doing what I was doing, going around, you know, so finally, I was like, man, I need to tell him, you know, like, I'm a fan, you know? And yeah. by the way, how, why is he here? Yeah. So it was weird. It's just like, so finally I got to like, hey, man, I got to talk to him. And it was like, this is Freddie going to be working with Freddie. And he's going to, you know, teach you what, you know, all these documents are and what you have to do every day and blah, blah, blah. So. And during that time, I kind of wanted to build that confidence, not be the assholes. Like, hey, man, I did. Yeah, say, like, hey, you, you're a. Uh, you're that you're you're in the movies huh he goes yeah yeah it's me man and I, was like, <laughs> I was like wanted to ask him i was like what are you doing here you know and then he was just the most sweetest guy bro like i didn't want to dig in and and i know that you know the industry is fucking just you know you're in and you're out and all that and for me to see someone you know i'm like working with him and doing what i'm doing what i was doing before and and just being in the work field and he should be, should be doing something else, you know? I got to meet him and just talk to him. And finally I got to really I say, so what's up? Oh, you know, the industry, you know, I did this and, and uh, uh, you know, the industry has changed and it was changing a lot. I mean, the nineties, the eighties came you guys and the nineties is just dramatically changed for those people who, who were superstars in the eighties. And he was one of them. Not yeah. only, it was so many of them, but I didn't, you know, just to work with and um, I said I was a fan, and and um, we would go out to lunch, and he basically just told me that the, mu the movie industry, you know, wasn't uh, stable for him. He was having a hard time, and that's why he needed to just, you know, get a regular job and just work, you know, and like nine to five, you know. <laughs> so, and uh, I remember asking him, and I was like, dude. Uh, he invited me to go dancing one weekend. Could we, he, he needed a friend too. I guess he's just been beaten down from, I can tell he's beaten down from just Hollywood shit that happens, you know, in that industry. Yeah. That I guess meeting someone like me just down to earth and trying to get in the industry because that was my first job. I, I left there at 25 and then I got into radio. But I learned a lot from him and I was like, no, it's not all what it is, Freddie. You know, it's like, you know, all these people were all trying to, we're all trying to survive and I got to apply my, my, he was trying to get into the film industry and behind the scenes and using his body i think in the documentary he talks about that in this documentary where he's trying to use him as his body as a real animation not just computers where you know he's, he was he was at that time i guess he was reaching out to steven spielberg to use him but you know of course you know that industry is so fucking shady and just who they want to work with that these guys have a hard yeah. time you know and um so we went to went at, we went to a downtown nightclub and it was Prince's Club, uh, Glam Slam in downtown LA, dude. So he was there. We went there. Um, he met some of his friends. And dude, it was such a cool night that night because Carla Electra was dating Prince at the time. So she would put, we would be there. Dude, the line was crazy, bro. It was a huge line. But we just walked in because Michael, you know, being in the industry, he's like, hey, Michael James, all right. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, 100 people, 200 on line. And you walk in, it was awesome. And do the energy, man, the energy walking into that club. And 
and Michael just, you know, we introduced some people there and, and, and his crew was like, Hey man, let's just, and we were just dancing, having a good time, dude. And it was nice to see. I was like, man, I'm fucking, and he showed me some moves. I say, like, hey, how do you do this? And he showed me some <laughs> Freddy moves. Dancing, Freddy got, bro. Yeah, he's like, you got to you know, lock, lock. That's why I said lock, pop lock a lot. Because he showed me that. Like, it was awesome. I just can't believe I'm actually talking about this. It just feels <laughs> weird. But this is the experience that I had. And I'm pretty sure people are going to hear this. They're like, what? You know, and probably he doesn't want to hear about this. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, because I have, look, I have reached out to him. And he hasn't responded. Yeah. And I wonder why. I mean, I just kind of, well, I, Maybe you just want to talk about that, you know, about yeah. that part of his life. But it happened. And I'm just saying that, you know, he, he used for me uh, getting to know him and he did tell me about the industry. He did talk about, you know, the, his movie experience, but he was just a very, just soulful, very dedicated about his passion. And that's what inspired me. He, but he told me, be careful, man. He's a very nice guy, man. And I know we all have our ups and downs and maybe, he, you know, he, I caught that wave with him. But for me to, to at least give him a little, I was always there for him. You know, I was just, just being a friend, dude. Not just being a fan, but I was just being a friend to him. Yeah. And then I kind of just, you know, things he left that he left the company. Um, no, I actually left. I left uh, at 25. And we worked there for two years. I, I, that was my longest job was five years. And then I went into radio. I took the lip. It was like, I either do it now or never. And I went into Groove Radio 103.1. <laughs> but, um, but so, yeah, I mean, I got to, I got to meet the guy. The guy is, is, is amazing. He told me about the story about Michael Jackson, you know, that Michael would, um, you know, learn from the streets and learn from him. He's one of the, he's a pioneer of dancing, dude. That guy's just like phew, amazing. Even today, if he still stat, he still has his form and all that. I mean, we're all older and all that, but dude, you never—it's like karate. You never forget your karate. You know? Yeah, he still, like, he I, still I, knows his stuff, man. He knows his stuff, dude. And 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 it's guys like that that you have to appreciate today. And watching, I mean, he's an icon to me. Hey, Michael, if you're out there, you know, I just want to say I love you, bro. And 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 uh, you taught me a huge lesson about getting into the music industry and. I hope you're doing good out there too. So you just keep on, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean that's, with, that's, that's the, that's the experience. I mean, I, 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 I didn't really get to his house and I just knew him in the, I just wanted it. I didn't want to be that dude, bro. You know I'm like? Hey, we only hung out at work. And then after that, we would meet somewhere and, and we would go shopping. I remember we would go shopping. He was, we both <laughs> love cologne, dude. He was like, Hey, I like this cologne, dude. So, <laughs> so it's just very soft just humble dude man the most humble dude you know well i remember like years ago like because like it was more so like i would always i like researching about movies that i watch i like checking things out looking into it and i remember when i was um just randomly looking up and i came across information about uh what movie was it? I think it was, oh yeah, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. I was reading about that. And then I started looking and then I saw his name associated with the film and I was like, what the hell? And there's a part where in the, the sequel to Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure in Bogus Journey, there's they have evil versions of themselves that kill them. And they end up making uh, good versions of themselves, but robots. Well, one of the robots 
He does. He's in he's in the suit because the the robots they move like robots, they pop lock. Right. And it's him. And it's he's the good robot Bill. So I was I remember reading about that. I thought that was just cool little trivia. Like I was like, oh, that's badass. And then I ended up from there, I went down like a web of looking things up into him of, of Michael Chambers. And then I saw that he played the robot in in uh family matters steve urkel makes a robot of himself and it becomes bad but the robot to get it to literally move like an actual robot it was him in there and that's how amazing of of like of a of of what moves he can do what the answer is because these two roles that were robots literally move like robots they got someone that can mimic an actual like to make it look like this robot's real and he did such a good job and i remember like watching back when i was a kid i saw family matters and i was like man that robot looks cool how'd they do that and as i got older i saw that and i thought it was pretty badass like you know he he has a lot of stuff for choreograph michael's got i mean he's got uh just an amazing story i mean just the stages the the you know the what i'm trying to say here just the exposure that he put got himself in, you know, and working with all these amazing projects, Michael Jackson, and going on to doing the robot thing because of him. It was it was an animation. It was a real person. Same thing with, uh, you know, that cartoon he did. The cartoon with, um, God, what's her name? Oh, I'm blanking out here. Well, well, I I know he he somehow did the choreograph for Do the Bartman, so he probably just did some dancing and like the animators animated him to make the everybody dancing in that simpsons where he did do the barman yeah. um yeah he, i mean he's the stuff he's a he had like a quick cameo i remember in like the late 90s sugar ray had that song fly i, I believe it's fly and he comes out for like a little bit yeah that's what i'm saying i mean he's pretty look he's an icon he's done we all you know we all have our moment in, in this film industry that's just so and that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, Hollywood eats these actors and all this talent up and it, and it just spits you out. And they're like, okay, we're done with you. We made, we're sa- we made our profit and now you can do whatever. And then you're out there, you know. But see, I think with Michael, if we, like, look, we are making their um, amazing work stand out by doing these podcasts and talking about it. Because now it's like, what are you talking about? I'm going to check this out. These guys are talking about this too much. Or who's this Michael Chambers and who's, you know, Shabadoo and what is going on here? And then you, they, the kids, you know, in this new generation, they get to watch that. And like, cool, dude. I walk down Melrose and I see all that kind of already clothing, a little more tighter, but yeah. it's a total break style, dude. It's like the ripped pants, the whole the bracelets, and it's all coming back. People are now dressing like the '90s, bro. It's like it's just generation is eating it up. So they're gonna eat up these two movies. And and just enjoy them as the lockdown still continues. They're like, oh yeah, man, it's, it's pretty cool, dude. I want to pop lock, Dad. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: <laughs> if you watch the Boogaloo Shrimp documentary, you would think you they would feature, you know, freaking Shabadoo, but he doesn't come out in it. Like, I don't look, know why. Look, look. I think there is a separation. I'm just saying. I'm just kind of thinking. Everybody went. Because what happens, guy? Things happen, and maybe Shabadoo didn't get they, they wanted because they're always together, and maybe they want to separate them ways. And yeah, I can, I'm doing my thing, and Shabadoo's doing his thing. Which Shabadoo was, he had his own thing. He's had his own multimedia studio doing his own thing. You know, Michael Chambers has been out there doing this documentary to document his life and being one of the 
pioneers in break dancing, which is, you know, I get it. Sometimes maybe you need to feel, I mean, that's from, um, from me, my, this is my own opinion. I don't know what, why, maybe you can dig in more into, into that, which is interesting. I tried looking, I couldn't really find anything, you know, I know like he, I mean, I don't know. They, they, they did go off, have like their separate careers. I mean, even before breaking and everything I mentioned earlier where, you know, Shabadoo was a part of the, you know, the lockers in reality, they were called the, the Campbell, Campbell lock, right. Campbell lock dancers. Yeah. Um, but they, they ended up going by, you know, freaking the lockers later on. And in that group, you had freaking freaking Fred Berry, AKA rerun, you know? So he was, you know, from what's happening and that guy, he would, he would kind of do a little pop lock. He was a big guy, but this guy could move. Like he was a dancer and yeah. he also had, what was it? Um, freaking Tony Basil, right? Is that, that's how you, yeah, Basil, course, no, Jimmy, Basil, she, right? Is Tony it Basil ba- or Basil? Tony, ba- Tony Basil. Yeah. And, she's freaking the one that does the song Mickey. She's a choreographer yeah. too. Oh, she's a great she dancer. Part of that, that yeah, group. She, yeah. She's, she, she opened a lot of doors for that too. She's, you know, she's a street, you know, she loves street dancing and, and that's why, you know, see that too, you know, uh, for you people out there, check that out and, and, and get in and read the history about yeah. that, that YouTube relationship. has between. a lot of stuff. Like well, you, you can, can find stuff. Yeah. Things. You can, you can find a like lot you of good can watch. Stuff. Yeah. I'm telling you like all these people, like I know she was one of the first people, like I remember when, when she tweeted out that I saw when he, with his passing, and she mentioned that, you know, and, and she's done a lot of stuff like, um, you know, like that's what I'm saying. he was he was older. I mean, he, he passed at 65 and uh, yeah, he Michael was born in 1955. Michael Chambers is 53. So he was like 10 years uh, older. You know, it's like, yeah, I didn't realize how I mean, I was like, wow. But um, so I'm saying, I mean, it's a fun it's 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 a good movie. It's an iconic classic. Um I'm just glad that, that I got to watch it as a kid and then I get to meet one of them and, and I learned from that experience and saying, wow, that's cool. That's a, you know, could see the, it's yeah. not, not always, it's not always, you know, pish posh and you know, <laughs> posh. I mean, in, in that side of Hollywood, but uh, it's like, God dang guys got so dramatic with that, man. I know. Bring it up. Eh? Bring it up. <laughs> well, but anyways. Yeah. yeah you gotta... There you go. So hopefully, you know, this was a good, uh, you know, tribute to Adolfo. Hopefully, you know, people, you guys enjoy this, this tribute to both his film, Breaking and Breaking to Electric Boogaloo. Uh, Boogaloo. God damn, I said that word. But I we before we, double, double, uh, double feature here. Dos yes, double feature. Two for <laughs> one. You know, I thought we'd be able to pull this off in an hour, but obviously it's probably going to be like a two hour episode. Oh, my uh, God. Hey, it's yeah. the beginning of the year, man. Why not? We got a lot. Yeah, we give, them, give them double. <laughs> so, yeah. So before we go, I wanted to give you guys a song of the week. I'm actually going to pick a song that came out from uh, Breaking to Electric Boogaloo. And it's it's actually my favorite song from that soundtrack it's called when i see you it's the song that's played in the hospital and that one is by ollie and jerry because they're the ones that did the actual soundtrack uh they're they're a duo by ollie b brown and jerry knight they came together uh to work on the soundtrack they also worked on the first soundtrack but yeah so that's the song that i'm gonna give you it's a when i see you and yeah it's just a cool way to mix it still with the the dancing pop locking that i would have given you you know tour de france by Kraftwerk, but i've actually used that song before for a song of the week years ago so i'm not gonna you know repeat it so yeah so there you have it ladies and gentlemen so it's been fun you know i'm talking about pop locking 
uh, with Freddie, you know, giving this awesome tribute. Also talking about this crazy story that, you know, with Michael Chambers. But I think it's time we hop into our DeLorean and travel back to the future.
Sorry to take this little break from you guys, but we got to thank our sponsors. This week's sponsor is this core. That's right. It's this core. It is www.com Diz Core. So it's D I Z C O R E.com. A company that mashes up some of your favorite rock slash hip hop albums with some of your favorite Disney characters. Oh, yeah. They sell limited runs on all T-shirts because when they're gone, they're gone. And you know what? They're printed on comfortable, soft shirts. Yeah. And then the first shirts that they have available are Winnie the Pooh slash Notorious B.I.G. matchup. And they also have a Mickey Mouse Gorilla Biscuits mashup. Hey, did you know what's coming up at the end of the month? And what's that? An Iron Maiden Donald Duck t-shirt. They're also in the middle of making a mashup of NWA and Mickey Mouse. So visit www.discord.com. That's D-I-Z-C-O-R-E.com. And please make sure you use the www at the beginning. All right, guys, because for some reason, if you just write discord.com, it won't take you to the site. So make sure you write out the whole thing. www.dizcore.com. That's right. Oh, and also you'll get 20% off your order if you use the code 88MPH at checkout. So, yeah, so you'll get 20% off. So make sure you use the code 88MPH. Do it, eh? Do it. This has been a Brothers Bear Network production.